Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject is underway. I am Allie Johnson. Jarrett Hill is back in the studio. I have not seen you in person. The last time I saw your face, I actually saw it on MSNBC. Looking very, very professional in a blazer next to, I would say, a more attractive lesbian. (laughs) She was actually very cute, yes. uh, I was like, where did they get this lesbian around? Like, (laughs) Did you want to go on Ari Melbourne and talk about the polling? Yes, I did. Okay. Yes, I did. And I'm upset that he didn't, you know, reach out to me as an expert. That was Paula Ramos, and uh, she worked on the Hillary campaign and some other things and we'll probably have her on the show or something in the future because she was really great um and yeah she was she was very cute and i was like oh but i'll give you a peek behind the curtain um i didn't know that i was going on ari melber when i got to this when i left the house that day i thought i might be but they hadn't confirmed it so i thought it wasn't happening while we were on the air i got the email from them like hey can you come on which meant i'd have to go directly from one studio to the next there's a j crew at the uh, 30 Rock, 30 Rockefeller Center, where MSNBC and NBC News are headquartered. So I literally was going back and forth online, looking at blazers and trying to find what was close to the studio. Found a blazer. I thought it was going to be a hundred and fifty dollars. It was four hundred and ninety-five dollars. Ah, you returned it, right? Well, it, I owned it for less than two hours. Okay, so great. I literally, I great. bought it. I took the little thread off of the shoulder. I put it on. The moment I walked into the studio, I took it off the moment I walked out, and I went right back downstairs, returned it, got into the car service, and was gone. That is how you do it. I'm so cheap, I almost did that with my wedding dress. I was like, I'm only wearing this one it's day. It's only one day. It's only one day. And then who knew that that lesbian was going to be wearing the same blazer as you? So it was me and her, the person on before us had on a blue blazer. I was like, did we all get the blue blazer note? Because uh, the woman... Uh, Everyone's came... got their tags sticking exactly. out, too. Yeah, she, the woman that came on after us, um, she's actually might be a, a future guest as well. She is a DA who's a lesbian who like unseated the district attorney there in New York City and it's a pretty historic thing so she had on a blue blazer it was just like the blue blazer day at the <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 well I was very happy to see I watched you do it live and I wa- and I heard the reference we got a we got a nice mention on MSNBC host of Drop the Subject we it did. was right there yeah it's and a nationally syndicated radio host and I was like oh that's a thing yeah I guess. exactly yeah. well you are here now you spent some time in the air yesterday which is why I was joined by Clayton Ferris and something happened to you on the plane, which we we're, we have to take well, a, a moment. But I, I want to get into this, so uh, because something happened to you, there was a cup, there was a spill, and then there was a, a, a something happened to me, and then something was happening to someone next to me. Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and you also pointed out on Twitter something that is my uh, biggest pet peeve about about uh, flying in about general. Flying in general, yes, exactly. So we will get into all that. Lots to come. Very exciting show. The day before the 4th of July. Are you getting ready? Are you getting those sparklers in your hands? Are you, Don't are get you injured. Are you buying all the barbecue sauce? Are, are you, you getting yeah, ready? <laughs> getting all those kielbasas ready? Ooh. Mm, delicious. Yes. We'll talk about all that and more, so stick around. You're listening to Drop the Subject on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. And Jarrett Hill, fresh off of an airplane, you flew back across the country to the good old west side to do a show with me before we get into this 4th of July break. Yes. And you had quite an experience crossing the country. It, uh, Of course, I mean, flying is always a stressful experience. Everyone is at their peak annoying, in my opinion. And really? you're at your peak irritable. Yeah. So I... 
I feel like I don't even like think about flying anymore. Like it's funny. Yesterday I realized I did this. Like the plane landed, and I didn't even realize like we were on the ground. And like I used to be like, oh my god, here it comes. We're almost there. Almost there. Almost there. Yeah. Like touch the ground. And now it was like I was on my phone. I was like, oh shoot, we're on the ground. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I'm so like mindless about it now. It's and and I, and I have pre-check, so like. I think I'm hot stuff when I walk through the airport. You're just like, this is any other day for me. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's pretty, it's but pretty routine you, now. But you, then you run into people that don't fly all the time. Oh, my God. And that's when it, that's what I mean, so is that you run just, into people that don't know how to go through the security line. They don't know how to right board a plane. They there. don't know how to put their bags up. We need to have an airline that is for people that fly all the time, because I don't need that many announcements from the pilot. I don't care about all of your emergency announcements. I know how to put on the seatbelt. I get that the cushion's a, a life preserver if we go down I know that the door is an exit like I love that all the stuff you don't want to hear about is the safety stuff it, well right <laughs> but like the pilot always comes in and like you can never really hear what he's saying it's always like and it's like I'm trying to watch a show right now and I can't watch it because you're talking and then the first time flyers are like what is he saying exactly and they're all panicked <laughs> and their their leg is tapping and the right. whole thing and it's just like that was annoying so I get on the plane yesterday and I sit down and I have the window seat and the middle and the aisle seat are this couple it's this man and this woman and they are he's really extra like he asked the people in the front row in front of us uh to stop opening or closing the window because the light was bothering him oh in the row that he's not in <laughs> he is like all over his the woman that's with him i'm, I'm gonna say his girlfriend because they didn't have rings on now so, what age were they they're like was late 40s Oh, both of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, she's giving off very second wife or mistress vibes. Okay, okay. So she's just like, yeah. do you want a drink, honey? He's Maybe. he's an older white guy, like gray hair, kind of stubbly. She it, she looks their their vibe between them. She's like about his age, Latina. Her English is a little all over the place. Ah. His hand is always in her lap. He'll like reach over and grab her face and kiss her like at random. And I'm like, what is happening right now? You're mine. Exactly. Mine. Like they're both watching like the same TV yeah. show or movie or whatever. And like he'll like point and touch on the screen on her screen uh, and like show her. This is very weird. That's uh, really going to fall apart in a couple of months. Exactly. Yeah. So then she has like a blanket over her, which is always. Okay. So so I was going to ask you alert, if there right? was a blanket involved yes. in this situation. So he has his hand on her lap, but like it's on top of the blanket. And I was like, I I feel like I can see this going left at any moment. Wait, his hand was on top of the blanket? On top of the blanket. On her first. lap. Oh, on her at lap. First. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like he's like, he's one of those people who's like needy for attention. So like he like will like move his hand so that she'll like touch it or like stroke his hand or like give him that attention. The eye roll you gave was me the whole flight. Oh like the whole flight. Why do you just need a constant ego stroke? Exactly. It's like, I've been here for 30 seconds and no one's complimented me or given me attention. Please. Yes. Like, acknowledge me, love me, need me. Or so, someone open a window so I can so complain I can be about it. Now, in between, like, the weirdness of them, there's, like, this weird smell in the air <laughs> that smells like a baby has, like, lit up a oh. diaper but it happened more and it happened too many times for it to actually be a baby's diaper because oh, so it, was it was like, like a recurring yeah thing. this is a five hour and 28 minute ish flight it happened like four times and i'm like what exactly is happening on this flight right now right because and but then like extra man we'll call him dave dave is like he like has to like pinch his nose because it's too much for him and i'm like 
Oh, yeah, because really? like, God forbid he be inconvenienced, so he needs to make sure everybody knows that things are not going his that way. That is just not okay. Or that he's not in his comfort zone. Yeah. Right. Well, I wonder, I mean, the, the, that person, whoever was dealing that uh, situation, is probably not a frequent flyer. They well, maybe. They accidentally ate something, and they were like, oh, no, now I'm trapped with 300 people, and I have so, horrible, you know. Between the funky cloud... The the neediness of like touch my hand, hold me, look at this on TV, whatever. Then like I don't see his hand anymore, and like. And what are you doing during this? Are you just staring at them? I'm like in and out of sleep. I'm watching MSNBC. I'm on my phone. I'm like swiping on Tinder. I'm messaging on Facebook Messenger. Like I'm doing all the things, but like they're also kind of annoying to me. So then all of a sudden I have like this full glass of ginger ale, and I bump it. And it spills all over my lap. <laughs> I'm wearing sweatpants. So you put your blanket over your lap. And <laughs> so, he right. You. So I could play under my blanket. <laughs> so I spill all the ginger ale and ice. And like, I don't know if you've ever done this, but like the ginger ale is like slowly going in between my thighs. Now oh, it's yeah. underneath me. And then the ice is there. And it's like, it's a lot. They don't even flinch or look at me or offer me a napkin, nothing. And I'm yeah. like, you guys are some sweethearts. <laughs> then I've been in that situation where there's a spill and you know you have to sit in your own. This was accident. an hour into the flight, mind oh, you. So you had I to have sit there for four, four more hours. hours. And then I get off the plane and like my underwear still feel like damp. And I'm like, do I have a wet spot underneath me? Do I look like I crap my pants? Well, because and, you've been sitting there for so long that exactly. you forget about the, the spill. Completely. And you're not really moving. And also ginger ale, if you're wearing something white, I would imagine looks, luckily, looks uh, bathroom Kind of urine yeah. yeah. I, I Luckily, I had on black sweatpants. But like... His hand was doing more movement than I thought it should have been doing. I don't know what they were doing, but then he was like, should we go pick up the kids or should we go straight home and then I'll pick up the kids? And I was like, who are you people? Like, it was just, it was the worst. Oh, I can't believe they didn't ring the call bell to have the the stewardess get involved. That would have been really freaky. Oh my God. Yeah. So anyhow, uh, we're going to take a quick Sounds break. Sounds like a great flight. We're it was like trifecta of awful. It was, it was the trifecta of awful was what that, the whole episode maybe of that flight should a be spilling. Called. Uh, 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 d- diaper smells. Yes, and second basing. Yes. next to you. Free base. We'll call it free basing just because it's fun. <laughs> uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the Fourth of July. What are your plans? What are the plans you should be looking out for? And we got some good tips for you. You're not going to want to go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new channel Q on the radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. That's what it's like to be on Molly, ladies and gentlemen. This is Trapped the Subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. I've been trying to figure it out because I haven't done it. Yeah, that's what it is. It's just that, but it's like you feel like you can touch that music and feel it. Emmy looked so shocked when I said I haven't done it. <laughs> I, I I feel like I might one day. <laughs> I hear like it's great You think for you might do Molly one day? Maybe. <laughs> when, would, when would be a situation that Molly would be appropriate for you? I don't you? know, like a Thursday? <laughs> I don't we know. want you to talk on MSNBC on Molly. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's something that enough of my friends have tried that <laughs> they've not fuzzy died. Blazer. Well, so the thing for me is like I, I have this idea that when I do something, I'm going to be the one that really screws it up. I call it the 11 o'clock news syndrome. So it'll be like, idiotic journalist takes Molly and ruins life more <laughs> at 11. And so like I'm when I was a kid, it's I was always- It's raining like, and it's beautiful. 
Yeah, no, like I'm I'm always worried that I'm going to be the one that really screws it up. So maybe oh, in the future. I, I think that's a great idea to do a news broadcast just on Molly? totally on. Yeah, like a different day of the week is a different uh, under the influence of something else. I mean, I think that that would reignite. The news business? The news business. I feel like reading teleprompter on Molly would probably be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unto itself, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So. Reading in general. Okay. Uh, we're about to get into a holiday weekend. A lot of people are hitting the road today. Of course, if if you uh, are hitting the road, there are, you're probably going to be sitting in a lot of traffic. And there, are, of course, comes car accidents with that kind of thing. But there's also many other ways you can get injured this weekend. Uh, you're around barbecues. You're around hot grills. You're day drinking. You know, there's a lot that goes wrong with that. You're around fireworks. There's a lot of toddlers near explosive devices. So, hey, you know what? This is a dangerous holiday, even though it's very enjoyable. So I figured, I know we did just the Tip Tuesday yesterday where we share uh, tips and life hacks right. and, and life advice and things like that. But I also figured, hey, since we're going into a, a, a in the Independence Day holiday, why don't I share a few tips on how to not lose your hand <laughs> on 4th of July? And, you know, you know let the 4th just be need. the day rather than the number of fingers you have. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, sure. Okay. That's a good place to start. So here's uh, some of the horror stories that medical professionals are sharing. These are the worst 4th of July accidents that they've ever seen. This one person said, I helped with uh, an intern a while ago. Some drunk guy was holding a giant mortar tube and he fired it off, ended up turning towards himself so that he put his hand over the tube to hopefully stop it from coming out. It blew up the majority of his hand and burned a hole in his abdomen. Is a mortar tube like what a firework goes into? Yes, I believe so. So there are people in my neighborhood that will just light off fireworks at random. And like, I am... I, I like calling the police is like not a thing I'm going to do. But like I keep thinking to myself, like the more it happens, the more I wish bad things to happen to them. Right. And because I'm like, you want it to go. You want it the, want next it to year stop. to learn. Like, no, no, no. And they do it all year. They will just <laughs> oh, like randomly just random shoot Tuesday. off a fire. Like last night it happened. And like a car alarm will go off and like it, it's just so frustrating. And I'm like, I hope they shoot themselves in the foot with one of these yeah. or shoot themselves in the hand my or whatever. Fir- my first experience with an actual, because I've, I've never been in a situation where like, oh, we're going to light a bunch of fireworks. But the only time I came close was when I was visiting distant family in Idaho and everyone had like a giant field oh. and they were like, we're going to light some fireworks. And I was like, we are? And then everyone went outside and was like just amateur lighting fireworks. Yeah. And that was my first experience where I was like, wow, this is how this is how it happens. Like, so, this is how people get horribly injured. They just go rogue in a field and start lighting S on fire. I, I also look at it from the perspective of like, I like a fireworks production. I don't want to just see like your one off sparkler explosive <laughs> right. that goes off in the sky. And like, and that's it. Like, you know, that's kind of whack. Yeah. Another nine year old losing an eye a few years ago. Older kids shot a bottle rocket at him. And and then the bottle rocket hit him in the right eye. The globe ruptured from an explosion. So there's a few more of these. I also just want to share some tips on how you can actually stay safe this 4th of July. So, so we'll do that when we come back. Yeah, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we will look at more of these tips. And then it's time for News It or Lose It. You're not going to want to miss that. Coming up next on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. This is the new Channel Q. This is Drop the Subject, and I'm Allie Johnson. I'm here with Jared Hill. 
And we're just sharing some friendly reminders about the 4th of July holiday. Don't be like this guy who got super wasted and decided it would be funny to light his fart on fire, burning his perennial area. I'm sorry, what? The medical professionals are urging people to please drink responsibly and be careful with flammable objects. Because that's when you get those ideas. So, wait, why was his fart flammable? <laughs> why? Like, did he it's use methane, one of those yeah. pills for it to be... Oh, farts are just inherently flammable? Uh-huh. Yeah. I totally knew that. You guys knew that, right? <laughs> I, I knew that. I love that your question was, wait, really? I didn't it, know that. It actually lights on fire? I've I never didn't... tried this, uh, but apparently that's that's the case, yeah. I did not know that. Uh, one of the tips that they give is to not make your own fireworks, and I guess that would technically be trying to make your own fireworks. <laughs> well, uh, this mixed with the story from Monday with the the scented flatulence right. could make for a really, really interesting accident. Yeah, or just a great smelling fire. Or there's that. <laughs> uh, so here's some other tips. Sparklers. Apparently they account for half of the ER visits and the problem <sighs> is that everyone decides, hey, this is a sparkler. It's super safe. Let's give it to this child and have them run around with it. Uh, and what they're they're running people? around with a lit uh, a firework, basically a tiny one. You think, oh, because they're small, they're not a big hazard. But they get near kids' clothing and things like that, and then it becomes an actual fire on a child, and that's not a good thing. They also say uh, bottle rockets. Do not point those at people. These are things that some would consider common sense. Uh, but I don't think other people agree. Don't hold M80s. That's the other, <laughs> the oh, other tip. Really? Mm-hmm. So that's really exciting stuff. Some things you just couldn't have imagined. Were <laughs> they also don't s- hold an M80? Yeah. Hey, this is a giant firework Bomb. that I would normally see at Disneyland. I'm going to hold it while somebody ignites it out of my arms. What could go wrong? What could go wrong here? And this is in some ways Darwinism. You know, I mean, this is this is people that that. They kind of deserve what's coming to them if they're going to hold an M80 in their ha- in their hands while they're wasted during Fourth of July. Uh, uh, and these are mistakes you only make once because you only can you make hope. once. Another thing they say is to not light fireworks in your hand while your hand is closed. Uh, again, something that I would think is common sense, but a lot of people, ha- you know, those little tiny firecrackers, uh, you can light those, and you know, you just kind of throw them on the ground and they pop. You, a lot of people want to do that in their hand with their hand closed and they would just like to everyone to know that that's actually lighting a firework in your own closed hand that's probably not a great idea so just wanting to make sure you get out of the fourth of july holiday with all of your appendages intact it's very important here uh, that you stay in good health on drop the subject so that you can continue to listen so moving on to news it or lose it Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay, Jarrett, you know how this works. I'm going to give you five headlines and you get to decide what we news and what we lose. Oh, is that how this goes? That's how this goes. Okay. Headline number one. Movie with graphic sex scene accidentally plays at Alameda County Fair. <laughs> I... I know we have like only so much time to work with here. I feel like we got all the information out of that one, but it also sounds awesome. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know what the other stories are. I'll lose it. Ooh, okay. Dang it. But I, I, headline, okay. okay, headline number two. Who owns the term okra? <laughs> it's not Cardi B. Application for trademark denied. 
Um, <laughs> news it. Yeah, you, you gotta. You have to news that If one. we're talking about a term, a catchphrase as popular as oh, I'm just excited that you're going to have to at least say that one more time. <laughs> and I will do it. Yeah. I'll do it several more times. There we go. Uh, headline number three, new bee slash fly hybrid discovered in Australia gets named after Game of Thrones character. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Um, That we- sounds horrifying. We just did that wasp story the other day. Lose it. Okay. Uber Eats invades restaurant with uh, invades restaurants with a new dine-in option. What? I don't even know what that means. News it. Okay. And then uh, finally, poop-free sidewalks promised in tacky ad from rental condo complex in San Francisco. <laughs> that so is many, now like a news, but like, but, hey, so many things happening come to our sometimes. complex. There's no poop. Uh, you know what? I'm feeling frisky about this one. We will say news it. Oh, cool. Oh, okay. <laughs> I sound so white when I'm doing that. Have, okay. You said that, not me. <laughs> Who owns the term? That's the first story. A movie with graphic sex scene. No, no, no. You lost that one. Uh, Uber Eats invading restaurants with a dine-in option. And then poop-free sidewalks promised in a tacky ad from rental condo complex in How San Francisco. Is Uber Eats doing dine-in? Isn't that like completely antithetical to what they're supposed to be doing? That's what you would think, but they just want to take over everything. So we'll break it all down and more. You're listening to Drop the Subject on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. This is Drop the Subject on the new channel Q. Thank you for hanging with us. Maybe you're already on the road to wherever you're, wherever the nearest barbecue is, or you're already getting your barbecue pit saved for Fourth of July. You know, I'm going to a barbecue tomorrow, and my friend is going at six a.m. to hold the spot. At oh, the like park. at a park? Doesn't that seem a tad early, or do you think uh, she should go tonight? Is it here in LA? No, it's in San Diego. Oh yeah, my, you better, you better get out town. there. My favorite town. What? You better get out there early. It's just, so she she should do it earlier than six. Well, no, I think six is six is pretty early, but like I I mean I feel like it's probably going to be packed. Like San Diego is one of those great cities, like where it's always sunny. Yeah, it well, is one funny. of those great cities. It's funny. It's one of those cities that people I I always know people that love to go visit, but then people when I they live there, they're always like, oh, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. Like I don't know yeah. if it's good or not. But. Well, I worked there for exactly one day, so <laughs> I was I was trying to dance around that alley. I was trying not to set I, you up uh, for that. But I have gone back on many occasions. You know, I have had great times in San Diego. I actually had my bachelorette party technically in San Diego. It started off in Hamul, and then we went I'm to sorry? San Diego. We rented a house in Hamul, in- and we went to the Hamul Casino. And I won big at craps, and then we went to the San Diego Strip, and I went to Coyote Ugly, and I danced on the bar. I had a typical nice big bachelorette party experience, and then we went to a strip club. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sounds like you had a good time. And my sister was a good maid of honor <laughs> sister. She got me a lap dance and everything. It was the whole, it was the whole enchilada. From a woman. Nice. Yes. Like a female lap dance. Yeah. And they, they love oh, yeah. giving oh. lap dances to women because they're like, oh, thank God, this is like kind of a break for me. Yeah, there's nothing in like poking. Yeah, they okay. don't have to worry about them like perving out as much. I said know? that and I literally looked over like, did Justin just run to the button? But he didn't. Okay. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Anyway, we've gotten off topic. News it or lose it is underway as we speak. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. I hate you. (laughs) All right. I pulled up into a parking lot a few weeks ago and I saw somebody. 
uh, well, I saw their their parked car, and it had an air freshener hanging from the rearview mirror, and the the air freshener said, oh, crrr. Okay. And I was like, wow, there. this has become a very mainstream word to the point where there are actual air fresheners using the catchphrase. And Cardi B is often credited with bringing okr to the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So she decided, hey, why don't I take this a step further uh, and file for a trademark on this catchphrase? So she did so, but she was turned down because the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office is not validating the, the phrase, citing that it is a commonplace term, message, or expression widely used by a variety of sources that merely conveys an ordinary, familiar, well-recognized concept or sentiment. They also said that it is commonly used in the drag community and by celebrities as an alternative way of saying okay or something that is said to affirm when someone is being put in their place. So, okay, when Cardi B started using it all the time, it was like, oh, this is cute. Like, she's using something that we've been using for a long time. But, like, it was, like you said, she's kind of credited with bringing it to the mainstream because, like, so many people heard it for the first time from her, but it was like, oh, we've been saying oh for, like... (laughs) A decade. Well, you've, you mentioned that before. You said, oh, has been around for a long time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's a, that's been a good way of, of, you know, saying okay, of like validating something. If someone comes in and they're looking, you're like, oh, like, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the, the hard rolling of the R has been a thing. Yeah. And that's not something that you can trademark. Like, well, I don't think you tell can tell the tra- Kardashians that because they tra- trademark everything. They tried to cr- trademark kimono. Right. But they, they love, they will trademark a name. There was a, apparently someone was just telling me about this. Uh, Kylie Jenner. They tried to to trademark Kylie, but Kylie Minogue had already trademarked it, and like <laughs> from decades before. So it's it was like nine, right? Because she Kylie Minogue was known as Kylie when her albums were coming out. So oh, like, Kylie there's a trademark Minogue. thing about that. So like, I like that Kylie Minogue had the one up. <laughs> yeah, well, like she's tra- like, no, me first. Trademarking of names and like yeah. catchphrases and stuff is a big thing. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize because I I thought okay, a term like extra. Who who decided that that was a new thing that we use? And the person who is using that, like, the word extra is not necessarily a new word at all. Yeah. But they're using it in a different way. So does that get a trademark or is that just a, a sign of the times? It's hard to tell. I don't know, like, what the right answers are for some of these. Because, I mean, realistically, like, when you're trademarking it, like, what are you, tr- how are they trying to use it? Like, can I not use it as a restaurant? There was a story that I saw online where um, there's a store named, like, cat and ball or something like that and like it was like a a coffee shop or something and it had cat in the name and the people from caterpillar the tractor place they were trying to take their trademark away because they used the word cat like trademark stuff is really really crazy okay it's a weird set of law yeah that is a really weird thing i i mean i i i just feel like with it when it's a common word like that like if someone's like wow bitchin is that person supposed to be able to own that trademark? It seems ridiculous yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Okay, moving on to San Francisco and why it's a hellhole. A new 263-unit... <laughs> well, there's the whole story. Yeah. <laughs> uh, living in the Bay Area is obviously not easy these days. It's getting more and more expensive. People are being priced out of San Francisco. They're moving farther and farther out to, to Oakland and then Antioch. And then it gets farther and farther. Then people's commutes get longer and longer. And then some weirdo and barefoot and a skateboard goes on the Bay Bridge and ruins everybody's day. Mm. Anyway. Been there. Real, <laughs> if I had a nickel... 
There is a new 263-unit apartment complex that is advertising in the Dogpatch District on San Francisco's east side. And they have a marketing campaign right now. Basically, their selling point is that their building doesn't have a bunch of debris and feces in front of it. So the brochure says as follows. The landing offers the most amenities sp- uh, the most amenity space in San Francisco, a true urban village with over 35,000 square feet of the most thoughtful amenities for a seamless day experience. A neighborhood a neighborhood apart means that some of the city's most unsightly and smelly sidewalk issues are not a problem in Dogpatch. They market that it is blissfully debris-free. I, okay, so one, the story is kind of stupid, but two, <laughs> it's actually not. Because I remember when I first moved to L.A., I lived in Hollywood, and you know, L.A. is pretty densely packed with like apartment buildings. And I always was kind of taken aback by walking down the street and how much it smelled like dog piss. And yeah. like, I, can I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that- oh, they hit the button. They hit the button. <sighs> they say it smelled like dog can I say just the you can letter? Say dog pee. I can say Urine. dog pee. Yeah. So dog pee, um, and I would always be annoyed because like there's so many people living in these buildings, and so many of them have dogs, and like they don't have a whole bunch of space to walk them. So I I feel like it always smelled like a pet urinal, and I yeah. was like, and then in San Francisco, it's not even pets; it's also all of the people. Well, there's that too. They like to use the the sidewalks as an open bathroom, and yeah. this is, I believe, a sign of protest. They're trying to take back the city. They're going, hey, you know what? We were here first. Just because you invented an app and you're wearing a hoodie and you want to live in this building doesn't mean I don't get to poop in it. Well, the this music that's playing is a sign of protest from our producer saying it's time for us to get out of here. So well, we've got one more story a, left, right? Yes, we, we do. We have another uh, another story about a company that has actually been contributing to the fact that uh, that San Francisco's changing so much. Okay. Uber, they're doing something. They're doing a dine-in experience. I can't even understand what this means, so we'll figure that out. And um, we've got some political stories coming up after this don't go anywhere you're listening to drop the subject drop the subject we'll be right back drop the subject that's correct and this is drop the subject on the new channel q with ali johnson and jared hill thank you for hanging with us if you like what you are hearing please let us know if you hate what you're hearing please let us know doesn't matter to us we'll read it all read it right now on the air Actually, I just got one. Um, I hate this stupid show. No, oh. not, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm Can like, you imagine which... if someone was like, actually, I've been listening a lot and I do hate this show oh. and I can't turn it off. Wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to it by now. I've got thick, scaly skin by this point. You should get some lotion. What's I the sh- yeah, I uh, I don't think any amount of lotion will, will work at this point. Okay. <laughs> we are uh, finishing up News That Are Lose It. We had a couple of stories that we got to and now uh, we must get to this Uber E and how they are invading restaurants with a dine-in option. Before you do that, um, shout out to Puck Rock or um, on Twitter, who's tweeted us catching up on my favorite show. I've, while you're talking about reviews, oh, catching up on my favorite show. Dropped the subject while enjoying my favorite lunch. Um, and my yeah, favorite lunch. My favorite. Did lunch. he say what his favorite lunch was? It doesn't show. It just shows a picture of him listening to Drop the Subject on his. On wow. His radio. Well, thank Tokyo you very Joe. much. Tokyo. Oh, yeah, sorry. It's from Tokyo Joe. I don't know what that is. Tokyo Joe's. Healthy Asian food. Damn straight. That's what their Twitter says. (laughs) Shout out to the friends from Tokyo Joe's. (laughs) 
<laughs> healthy Asian food, damn straight. Yep, healthy uh, Asian that's so food, bro-y. damn straight. <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, also, um, Puck Rock had uh, tweeted at Justin, "Where's yesterday's podcast?" And Justin responded, "Check again." And then he gave us the hand clapping. Ah, good. Yeah. Well, J- well Jason, uh, Justin has like seventeen thousand different jobs on the yes. station. So yes. if he's ever late uploading the podcast, it's because he's putting out fires on the station, and because we're so flaming. He's a firefighter. He is. Yeah, he's yeah. a firefighter in a way. Okay. Uh, well, speaking of lunch or dinner or any meal that you're going to get through Uber, they are giving you a new option, a new way that you can get food on demand. Instead of getting, instead of sitting in your house getting food delivered or being taken to a restaurant, you can now sit on your couch, order something to eat at a restaurant, then have Uber take you there, and then you can eat it in the restaurant. Are you kidding? Uh, this is real? wait. So I want to make sure I'm understanding this. Like I order a burrito from from uh, what Chili Verde or something. Uh. I order it, and then the car will come get me, and when I get there, the food will be ready and waiting for me? And then you can go and eat it in the restaurant. That is so stupid. So this is just another way that people can pay more money to have more of a privilege in their experience. I don't like waiting. I don't want to sit there and make small talk with my significant other over a menu. I want to sit on my couch, maybe smoke a little weed, decide what I want to eat, and then as soon as I get there... There's a waiter that's just going to magically place it in front of me, and then I can eat and be on so my way. So this is like reservations with a specific order, kind of on demand. Like, why is this necessary? Well, that's why I think the headline is properly worded. Uber Eats invades restaurants with dining option, because they really are shoving Uber down everybody's throats in every possible way. It's like, you want us to be in the air? Fine, we'll do helicopters. What about drones? What about uh, what about us delivering you food, too? So okay, actually, take that, Postmates. The helicopter thing is actually kind of brilliant. <laughs> Uh, in New York, especially New York, one of the things that frustrates me the most about New York is like taking the subway is oftentimes faster than driving because the streets are so gridlocked. And so when I heard they were doing helicopters, mind you, I haven't done it, but like I was like, actually, that could be kind of awesome. Yeah, depending on where you got to get. How much is a helicopter? And then if you're doing helicopter pool, how many other people are going to be like those people that are in that helicopter suck? I'm sure. What? <laughs> I'm looking it up right now. I will have an answer for it. I'm sure they're the sweetest, kindest, most friendly people um, yeah. that that love flying in coach. And, <laughs> exactly. You know, they love just having you know regular, relatable conversations. I'm sure. So, according to the New York Times, Ubercopter um, for an eight minute one way flight, the average ride will cost between two hundred and two hundred and twenty five dollars per person, and include private ground transportation on both ends of the trip. Okay. Actually, that's kind of so cool. you think <laughs> is it. Paying two hundred dollars to go eight minutes—that's really cool. I mean, if you're—I mean, a if you have the money and it's not going to hurt you, but b like if you really got to get somewhere it in New York, it just seems a little. A little extravagant. Well, it's an eight-minute trip to be gonna... able to fly like from the top of Manhattan to the bottom of it in eight minutes. I see. If yeah. you're in a rush, if you if you are in a rush and you need a blazer, you know, you're like just <laughs> exactly. hover over the J Crew. You got to get up. Bla- you got to get um, up uptown because you've got a big deal to make. A blazer you convention, know. something. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so dine in lets Uber Eats insert itself into more food transactions, expand to restaurants that care about presentation and don't do delivery, and avoid paying drivers while earning low low overhead revenue. So you can uh, order your food ahead of time, go to the restaurant, sit down and 
inside to eat it. A tipster from competing dine-in app All Allset is the one releasing this information. Uh, Uber Eats Dine-In even waives the standard Uber delivery and service fees. So I think that this is just another way Uber is trying to be uh, a monopoly over every other company that does anything on demand. They're as just person, trying to take over because they suck. Who, as a person who enjoys Uber like for rides, I will say Uber Eats has been pretty awful because they don't come up to my door. I have to like go downstairs into the front of my building. Toss it at you like a paper? Exactly. Um, this Uber is not getting it right outside of giving rides. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like in cars. But they to want clear. to do everything. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, why is Nike in big trouble with the state of Arizona and Republicans? It's kind of a ridiculous story, and I'll explain why. That's coming up next on Drop the Subject. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Dropped the subject. Well, well, well. Welcome back Hi. to the radio, Allie Johnson. Yeah, welcome back, Jared Hill. Drop the subject. Uh, there's a subject that we were just talking about off the air that should probably be dropped because we are back on the air. <laughs> ah. We were all deep into a conversation and not looking at the clock, and then the light came on. And mm-hmm. it's like, hey, this is the radio. Welcome mm-hmm. back to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie. I'm Jared. That's Allie. I'm back here in Los Angeles after an extended period away in New York City. Um, and uh, this story kind of broke in the last couple of days where Nike has decided they're not going to release this shoe with the Betsy Ross American flag on the back. Yeah, I, uh, I brought this up yesterday because I was trying to make the argument that the LGBT flag is now more accepted than the American flag. Because I mean, of all the stuff that the companies came out with, the, the LGBT flag themed product, there were a slew of them. And then I was looking at, oh, are there any, you know, American flag products coming out? And there was only one and it was being recalled. Well, the thing about this one was the Betsy Ross flag dates back into the, you know, earliest days of America. Um, and I, first of all, I was trying to understand why they were putting this flag on the back of a shoe in the first place, as opposed to like the current American flag with, you know, the 13 oh. stars, and the 13 stripes and the, the 50 stars. Um, because like reaching back to that time just feels very odd but apparently according to the reporting like Colin Kaepernick had uh, had said like you know you shouldn't do this because there are people who are going to feel like this is overtly racist well and he uh, endorses Nike yeah well Nike endorses him yeah oh well, yeah, um, yeah. so, he, so get, he if he says something negative about it then they're probably going to listen yeah I would assume so I mean he's been kind of a big deal there I don't I don't know how the power structure works over there but like the idea of like putting this old flag on, on this shoe um, it's, it's just odd to me and I feel like actually the response to it has proven Colin Kaepernick to be right because the Arizona governor and Mitch McConnell have both come out like wildly upset about this. I think Justin was saying that uh, Donald Trump Jr. has also come out against them not releasing this this shoe with this flag on it. Um, and in Arizona, the story was that the Arizona governor decided that he didn't want to he didn't want to um, he wasn't going to offer financial incentives to, to Nike for their new plant that was going to be coming out um, that was going to be coming there and bringing all these jobs to Arizona. And he was like, well, we're going to take away the financial you know, incentives for them to come because they're not releasing this shoe. And okay, it's like, what? 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 But it, it also says this is getting confusing. It says to me as a person of color, like when you when you hear this kind of story, it's like, oh, so you are a racist a hole, mm. like you are, you are be, trying to be overtly racist because you know why. Exactly, that is exactly it. And then you see Mitch McConnell, and he's like, "Well, I'll be the first person to order it." And it's like, "You'll be the first person to order this shoe that you know that people feel like is overtly racist and like and and calls up <laughs> enslavement." Like, 
Why would you do that? Yeah, and he would look so lame in sneakers in general. Well, there's what an that. idiot. So um, this then, shoe I'm looking at though, it has like a Nike. So it's black and gold, or it's well, a, that's it's, that's that's a different shoe. So the one that um, there's then Donald Trump Jr. tweeted out a different shoe, and he wrote, um, "There's a different shoe," and it says, "If the Betsy Ross flag, the flag of the American Revolution, is too offensive for Nike to commemorate the Fourth of July, maybe Nike should go with this. It seems to be more in line with their values, and it has like some kind of a hatchet in it or something like that. Yeah, it's like the the check mark, the the Nike symbol, but then it has an axe." It? it has some kind of an axe. So what but the it's hell like, does that mean? But like realistically, if we're trying to celebrate communism. the 4th of July. Oh, communism. If we're, if we're trying to celebrate the 4th of July um, and, and celebrate what America is, not what America was, like why would you want to reach back to those to that era? Um, Justin has the shoe like what and has the article. What are they saying about um, what this this uh, this this thing that he was tweeting out about? What was that that the red shoe about? Oh, it's for communism. So it's, it's for the, the it's, it's for communism. It's yeah, the so sickle. It's red. It's red and it's uh, yellow, and it's basically saying that maybe they're communists if they don't want to release this shit. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Like I, I, it's so overtly racist, and it's so overtly like trying to to embrace like this idea of America as it was, which I always try to remind people like this is a moment that we need to remember that Donald Trump ran on a on a platform that said make America great again as in I want to take this country back to a place where it was before and God only knows how far back that is so well I mean maybe Nike just got really confused about everyone's craze around nostalgia I'm (laughs) doubting it everyone loves old stuff let's just bring it way back oh no that's too far back let's reboot the 1700s too far back yeah Yeah, I think we can bring stuff back from the 80s and 90s but the 18 what what time period was that the 1780s maybe not maybe that's too far back well (laughs) we're gonna take a quick break when we come back there's a new report from the Department of Homeland Security that is really really alarming um, with some of the things that are happening at the border uh, regarding migrants and we're gonna talk about that and why I think it is an enormous issue that no one is talking about in the way that I think we should be. Uh, that's going to be coming up right after this break. Don't go anywhere. We're, you're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. The new Channel Q. That's right. Drop the Subject. Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. And do we have some news for you if you are in the Denver area? That's right. Um, for our listeners in, De- in Denver listening on 105.9 HD2, or if you'll be in the Denver area this holiday weekend, you don't want to miss the legendary Melissa Etheridge this Sunday, July 7th at the Hudson Gardens. Melissa brings the Medicine Show to the 2019 Hudson Gardens Concert Series presented by Belco Credit Union and Channel Q. Uh, tickets are going to be on sale at Altitude Tickets. The 2019 Hudson Gardens Concert Series will also feature Chris Isaac, Seal, and many more. You can visit Seal! Seal! You've Seal? been kissed by a rose. Kissed by a rose? Yes. My 90s self is jumping for <laughs> joy in my Janko jeans. Yeah. Oh, your Janko jeans. Well, my jeans would have had like the white stripe down the side. Yeah. The white and black stripe. Definitely. You remember that? Yep. Um, yes. Yeah, so the, the concert series will include Chris Isaac, Seal, and many more. Visit the Hudson Gardens website for the full lineup. You can go to HudsonGardens.org for more. So if you're in Denver, check that out. And wear a polo shirt with the collar popped. What's your... <laughs> Uh, my friend always loved uh, Come to My Window was his Melissa Etheridge jam. Yeah. Oh, well, um, yeah. That's the Melissa Etheridge jam. Yeah. That's I, the theme. He, he always talked about it like, he was like, that song is just so deep. It's so, it's deep. so deep. And it fades. It doesn't ever stop. Does it really? Yeah. It just, she's just going like, hell. 
Like, wait, wait, what for, is she until like? Until forever. What is she doing? I'm She's saying? like, come to my window, come, come, come. And then it just fades out where you think that she's just always somewhere. Singing the song still? Yeah, continuing to sing that song. I always think of Melissa Etheridge. Um, India Ari had that song, uh, I Am Not My Hair, which was mm-hmm. a big deal. And that song was inspired by Melissa Etheridge playing at the Grammys because she had like cut all her hair off. And that inspired that song until Melissa Etheridge is just like all over it. Oh, yeah. the many haircuts of Melissa Etheridge. The many haircuts of a lesbian. What a, lo- what yes. a, lo- what a life lived, that hair. <laughs> all right. So taking a hard left turn, um, there's a new report out from the Department of Homeland Security that uh, went down and looked into the migrant uh, detention centers where they're holding all of these children and all of these adults that are coming across the border. And it was it just had like some really devastating information in it about the ways that we're holding people um, in these places. We're holding them for way longer than they're supposed to be held. We're holding way more people in these spaces than are than they are like at capacity. For instance, this space is supposed to hold 31 people. It has 100 people in it. Um, These kids are being held for days and weeks and months without being given proper food, given uh, toothbrushes. There's four showers for a place that has hundreds of people in it. The outrageous things that are happening. Um, And the Trump administration, you know, just kind of continues to let it happen. The thing I think that we need to talk about about this story is... No one seems to really have a conversation about how this will radicalize people to hate this country. And when we think about like ISIS, those people, the the people who uh, came from that became ISIS were radicalized because of a, a hate for this country, a lot of which you know, came from the way we handled Iraq. And I feel like all of those children and all of those parents and all of those people that we are holding in cages, essentially, in, in down at our border, they all have family and friends and communities back where they came from who are going to grow to hate this country because of the way that we are treating those people. And like that is a huge national security issue. We're holding hundreds and thousands of people at the border and treating them like crap and like if we take all the politics aside from it and we take all of the the different ways that it's wrong and inhumane like if we just look at it from a national security perspective like we are really endangering the future of this country and our relations with other countries if we don't do something about it. Well most people hate Americans anyway so they're hating us even more as time goes on and I feel the need to apologize on behalf of America all the time when I meet people from other countries. You were saying when you were were out of the country like there's we don't have the pride in this country that we used to have. No everyone's like we're we're from America America, sorry. It's exactly. like legitimate. Like, I feel shame. I don't feel pride for my country. And, you know, it's sad to talk about going into a holiday where we're supposed to be celebrating America and independence and all but that stuff. But point. it's also a bunch of immigrants that were declaring independence from another country. Well, that's kind of the point is like it's the 4th of July tomorrow. We're supposed to be celebrating how great this country is. But I feel like we can't ignore the ways that this country continues to fail people, especially black and brown people. And there's there are a ton of photos in this report of like people just kind of like herded into boxes that are like one on top of another. And I thought to myself, like if these were white blonde children that were like here from Norway or because the president always likes to cite Norway, people would be up in arms about it. But because these are black, these are largely brown people coming from South America and they're sleeping underneath, you know, aluminum foil blankets and they are, they're sleeping in their own waste. Like it's disgusting. Mm. And if we were did this to white people from the European countries, nobody would let it stand and so i just think it's important that we recognize like we're doing this and it is it is hurting us in the long run and it is hurting these people in the short term as well so i think we have to do something about it um 
So that's just what I wanted to say about that. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we've got a whole lot more of Drop the Subject. We've got two more hours, Allie. I don't know if you heard. We do. We have two we hours do. and three minutes. That's right. We've got a whole lot more coming up. You're not going to want to miss more Drop the game, Subject. a game, a polling game. A game that's coming up. We're working it out. It's going to be fun. And uh, you can play along with us if you want to give us a call. Uh, 833-77-CALL-Q. You can play along with Allie. All that's up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, hanging with you on this day before the 4th of July. You're already smelling the barbecue, aren't you? You're getting that mm. beer ready, getting it nice and chilled. Oh, I just I confirmed wait. my plans for tomorrow. I'm thrilled. Are you staying home? <laughs> yes. That's okay. what I'm no, that will be Friday. Friday, okay. I think it will be hard-pressed to get me to leave my bedroom. Um, but I just I just confirmed a barbecue that I'll be going to tomorrow with people who cook very well. But I think there was also like, <laughs> I'm in a group thread, and they were like, oh, someone has something to ask you. And I'm like, oh, that means they're going to ask me to make something. Like, See, I uh, I got also pressured to throw my own barbecue. Okay. That I love getting like pressured to put on a barbecue when yeah. it wasn't your idea at all but I, I'm a pretty good cook too yeah. and I have a, a wing recipe oh. that kills. Should we have a cook-off? Uh, sure. Should we have I think like that would a, be great. a drop the subject cook-off, like a chili cook-off or something? I think that would be really great for the radio. Oh, and we've also been teasing that we're doing this uh, Trader Joe's food thing with the morning show. we got to figure that well, out. Well, now that you're back in town, now yeah, we I'm have back. to plan it. Yeah, um, but I think that I mean, my uh, buffalo wings are homemade and amazing okay and so i i was told by a friend of mine hey why don't you have a barbecue for fourth of july and i was like me and i i felt like oh if you're gonna be in town why don't you just have one and i was like wow i've never been like optioned to have my own barbecue (laughs) and then i decided to go (laughs) go out out to another barbecue and now I am uh, being asked to bring my famous wings to the barbecue, which Your I'm fine famous with. famous wings. They're, They're getting famous. better and better, Justin. They're getting better and better with every reference. My uh, So my world famous wings <laughs> are going to be making an appearance in San Diego Your for blue anyone ribbon wings who are wants good. to find <laughs> my uh, top voted Guy Fieri approved wings. Yeah, wow. That will be an option. You're, uh, you're, but that's what happened. It, it's it's very hard to uh, to get out of a Fourth of July holiday without cooking if you're known to be a good cook. Yeah, that's true. I I'm not like a barbecueer. I love barbecue, but like I'm not a griller. Oh, I go into like dyke mode for that. I'm like, yeah. all right, gotta check on these burgers. Um, uh, <laughs> Anyone dad, want a veggie? Everyone dad, wants a veggie. <laughs> my dad, my stepdad, and my uncle all like reference themselves as grill masters. So I feel like it's in me, but I I I haven't done much of it. So I'll probably be asked to make a side. Or a dessert. Ah, that, I bet you they're going to ask me to make a cheesecake. <laughs> oh, you're a baker. Oh, I I do a lot. Like I I bake. I I've been baking a lot more in the last couple of years. But like I can cook pretty well. But like baking is something that's new for me. But like I've been really into cheesecakes lately. Wow, yeah. how Golden Girls of you. I first of all, how dare you? Second no, of all, absolutely. That's a that's a compliment. No, yeah. I would never give you an, <laughs> referencing Golden Girls is always a compliment. Okay, I know we're getting off topic because when we talk about food, we start losing focus. So we have to get into this polling game. We have gay gay cray cray to get to. We have the gay ma. We have all kinds of stuff. So let's keep moving. So um, uh, our producer here is waving signs at us as he as he often does. So what we're going to do is I'm going to give you one example 
of what this question, what this game is going to be like. Then we'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll play the game. Sounds great. Okay. So we are, we, there's been all these new uh, polls that have come out since the presidential um, uh, debates that happened last week. And all of the candidates have moved around in the polling. And so we wanted to take a look and see if you could guess which one, which, how things are polling and against other things in like regular culture. So for instance, first question. <laughs> Bring out the tuba. This, Ameri- this American music is hilarious. Okay. Which one do you think ranks higher in public polling? Joe Biden or the percentage of Americans who've admitted to using a public pool as a substitute for a shower? Oh, this is easy. Uh, that number's got to be 100%. 100%? So I'm going to do Biden is lower. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely gone gone to the gym and then been like, oh, well, I'm going to the pool afterwards, so I don't need to take a shower in between. 100% and this is, though? I think that most people, I mean, those showers where it's like, you got to get shower before and after the pool. Nobody uses that. Do you ever see anybody in that shower unless it's a kid that crapped themselves? I oh. <laughs> I always, I definitely always see people getting in the shower after they get out of the pool. Cause, Just I mean, to wipe off the chlorine? What is the point of that? You get out of the pool and you have to take a shower because you got all of all of Allie's sweat from the, the gym. <laughs> you've got chlorine. You've got all kinds of unknown crap and all over you. Mm-hmm. Do you actually do that? Yeah. You shower after you go to the pool. You go Absolutely. to the public pool. Absolutely. You, do you use the public, public Do you use the public shower or do you shower at home? Oh, it just depends on the day. Like if so I'm at you the like gym, the, the cold water with no soap, no nothing, just rinsing out in public in I an mean, outside shower. I, not in an outside shower. I mean at the gym. Like, you know, like they have a... Got it. Okay, yeah. so you're in an actual like shower. locker room shower. Yeah, okay. yeah. So that's going to be the game. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna figure out... Shower talk. How American... The correct answer was 51% of Americans um, have admitted to using a public pool as a substitute for a shower. Okay, I was close. I won't tell you the percentage for Joe Biden because that's what, that'll be a part of the game. Okay, but I was right. It's you, higher. You're right. It was not 100%. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to be clear. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got the, this polling game for you. And then we'll talk about what do the, the polls mean for uh, the 2020 election, all those things coming up. Plus a whole lot more. Don't miss it. We're going to be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Right now, I can't see nothing through these tears is exactly what the people are saying when they get in those firework accidents. You don't want to be one of those people. If oh, you is missed that what it. you're calling back to? I didn't know what this callback was. <laughs> if you missed it, you know, we have the podcast available for you if you just look at Drop the Subject wherever you get your podcasts or on radio.com, our favorite website. Just go there and you can download the podcast and catch up on everything you missed. If you're planning to use fireworks in this long holiday weekend, we suggest you give it a listen. Speaking of people who missed something... <laughs> What percentage of Americans think HTML is an STD? This sparked an entire conversation off the air about nostalgia and about how there are many people out there who have never heard of HTML, who have never heard of a floppy disk, who don't even know what that little save symbol is when you're in Word and you click that little floppy disk symbol. There's so many people that don't know what that is. They don't know what the dial tone is or a a busy signal. So uh, I think you're trying to get, get I think you're trying to get out of having to answer this question. Okay. So, so this is I'll, which I'll, which was higher the amount of people I will pose it to you. Okay. Yeah. So which one do you think people more people are, uh, are are subscribing to? Which percentage is higher? The percentage of Americans who think HTML is an STD or the percentage of Americans that are w- willing to vote for Bernie Sanders? 
I think that Bernie Sanders is higher on this one. You think so? Yes. You're correct. Yeah! I'm going to think I'm going to be good at this game, not because I know about the polls, but because I know about the statistics that you're <laughs> well, asking Well, according to the new Quinnipiac poll after the, the debates, uh, Bernie Sanders is at 13%, um, and the percentage of Americans who think HTML is an STD is 11%. Wow, that's still high. That's that's way too it's high, very absolutely. Very high percentage. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of taken aback by that. I kind of um, want to try this at home and be like, honey, I have HTML. And she's going to be like, excuse me? You should talk to your doctor. I have HTML5. And I'll be like, oh my God. (laughs) All right. So, um, all right. Which one of these do you think is higher? The percentage of Americans interested in voting for Elizabeth Warren or the percentage of Americans who identified the term software as comfortable clothing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Software as comfortable clothing. I think that there's a lot of crossover between this group and the HTML group. (laughs) Indeed. I'm going to say that Elizabeth Warren is... I'm going to go higher again. You think more people are willing to vote for Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, than than consider software to be software. Okay. You are incorrect. Oh, Fifteen percent of Americans identified the term software as comfortable clothing. Fourteen percent of Americans said they were interested in voting for Elizabeth Warren. So then what is so then what is hardware? Is that like knight's armor? I mean, probably. I what's what's crazy to me is like I'm sure there's some pollster taking this data and they're like, Oh, but that's our demo. You know <laughs> that's what I mean? our demo like, is the weirdos yeah. that think software is soft closer. I, I think that's hilarious. I, uh, I I I I know that there's a pollster who's like, Well, if this amount of Americans are doing this, like I I just think I could totally see that. Okay. Which percentage is higher? The percentage of Americans willing to vote for Kamala Harris? Or the percentage of Americans who would eat bacon every day for the rest of their lives. Oh, God. Wow. That's great. I would do that. <laughs> I in saw a bacon and I was like, that's Allie. Wouldn't you do it? I mean, if I could, yeah. If it was like you would have, it was one of those things where it was like, all right, in a world where bacon is good for you, in a, world. Like, in a world where bacon and smoking are good for you, would you do it every day? That kind of thing. Of course, I would eat bacon every day. And I assume there are most people, if you're, I mean, if you're not crazy or vegan or both, you would say the same. Uh, I'd also like to see the stat for turkey bacon. I would imagine that's a much lower number. I'm going to say that the it's higher for the amount of people that are willing to eat bacon every day for the rest of their lives. Okay. Well, the percentage of people willing to vote for Kamala Harris is 20%. The percentage of people who would eat bacon every day for the rest of their lives... 50,000. <laughs> Percent? Yes. <laughs> it was 21%. You're right. Wow! Yes! Yes, yes. Only 21%? That's BS. Uh, well, actually, I, I thought it would have been higher, but then you gave those different caveats, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, people are vegan, people probably can't eat pork, people who, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that you gotta go to with the koshers, the, the v- vegetarian, vegan, yeah, right, there's right. a few. Okay. Which of these is higher? The percentage of Americans who thought MP3 was a Star Wars robot? Or <laughs> the amount of people willing to vote for Kamala Harris. Okay, so that's 20%. Uh, let's see. MP3 was a robot. That's got to be ridiculous. That's definitely lower than Kamala Harris. It's got to be. Okay. So Kamala Harris it was at 20%. The percentage of Americans who thought MP3 was a Star Wars robot, 23%. What? I know. You're wrong. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> okay. Do we have time for one more? Let's do one more. Okay. Uh, this one is actually adjacent to the last one, the one we just did. So uh, this will be interesting. 
Which one of these is higher? The percentage of Americans who say they can't live without bacon or the percentage of Americans willing to vote for Joe Biden? Hmm, that's definitely got to be higher than Joe Biden. You think? And I would guess that the people who can't live without bacon are also high in general. Well, okay, noted. Um, the percentage of people willing to vote for Joe Biden was 22%. The, the percentage of people who said they cannot live without bacon? <laughs> like, if bacon was not in existence, they I would, would just dead. end it. <laughs> 16% you're wrong oh no yeah. my bacon stats are way off Justin's like one more one, one more. more okay right. we're gonna go we're gonna go to the other end of the spectrum here because this is hilarious okay um okay which one of these is higher the people the percentage of people willing to vote for Pete Buttigieg or the percentage of people who identify as LGBTQ plus uh um, what what was that sound? Uh, LGBTQ plus. Well, that is a growing number. It has gone up in the last couple of years. But Pete Buttigieg raised twenty four million dollars in the last uh, quarter. Um, all right, I'm going to say Pete Buttigieg is higher. Pete Buttigieg has four percent. Oh in the no! Vote. Okay, no, I'm wrong. The percentage of Americans who identify as LGBTQ plus, according to this from Justin, ten is it ten? Was four and a half percent. Four and a half. I thought it would be like six or seven. No, I thought we were like at nine now. Yeah, that's what Justin said. What the hell, queers? What come out? I, well, I mean, this could be a part of the straight agenda. Maybe Justin's lying to us about these numbers. Yeah, thanks so. a lot, Ginger Justin. Yeah. <laughs> Why aren't there any Ginger stats in there? There should be. Uh, well, there was like a bunch of them, but you know, no, there weren't. People there were named Ron Howard. All right. Or people we're we're gonna take a quick break when we come back i'll tell you what these these numbers mean for these different candidates does it mean something for 2020 and when is the next democratic debate coming up all that's coming up next don't go anywhere drop the subject we'll be right back drop the subject drop the subject on the new channel q ali johnson Jarrett hill you queer maybe maybe not I, Maybe you're straight and you're on the edge, and that's why you're listening to this station. Well, well you've come I come to the you, right place. I told you guys earlier. I, I saw a woman while I was in New York that I was like, actually. Yeah, I'm. You know, what did she look like exactly? I mean, as I was saying, she's she was short hair, handsome. Yeah, she was a handsome, tall. I Bolo type. <laughs> no, uh, she was a, a former basketball player. I learned so she was like tall, had short, like natural hair. Um, she had on like a blazer and jeans yeah. and a white shirt. I mean, she was she had like a very like masculine kind of energy, but I was like, she's hot. Yeah, but then what would would you actually like if that lesbian walked up to you and said, "I want to take you out"? Would you say yes? I don't know. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> like what like, if on she, a date? Like, yeah, what if she asked you? Um. Yeah. Okay. I think so. Let's contact her. Should we have her on the well, phone right has, now, ladies exact, and gentlemen? I think she's. I think she has a, a wife. Oh. Or no, I think she's a girlfriend. But oh, that's such an interesting thing. I was just thinking like I would hook up with her, but I'm like, no. Oh, what if she actually wanted to court you? If take she you wanted out? to go to dinner. Yeah. If like, she wanted to take you to dinner, I'm just saying, like, especially in 2019, maybe you and I are limiting ourselves. Well, I, I I've, <laughs> I've always said I'm I was a les. A, you're a, a gay. Star. Maybe we should. I'm a I am a gold star gay, so like I've never oh. slept with a woman. Um, but part of me will want to do it just so that I could say that I did. But then part of me is like, well, she was hot, and we had a great chemistry. Like we, it wasn't like we were like flirting with each other or anything. But like, 
we saw each other a couple of different times and I was like, oh, she's she's really good looking. And like it was always like, oh, my God, it's so good to see you. How's it going? You know, the vibe was really good. So, I mean, would I go on a date with her? Wow. Allie, you kind of looked through my mind right now. Well, I just I'm saying next week, why don't we find why don't we lock someone down? And you're going to have your first a date with a woman. Yeah. I mean, OK, let's be clear, though. Like it. I'm going to be in your ear, it, like in oh a rom-com. God. Like this is Ellen or something. Yeah. I, from, <laughs> she'd have to be, I, oh, my mind is kind of blown by this concept okay. right now. I'm it, sorry, I didn't mean to throw everything say, off. It's I not going to make interested. for great radio, but I'm just sitting here like, oh, wow, would I have gone out with her? Right. Oh, my god. Or gosh. slept with her. Yeah, I would have hooked up with her. Yeah. Which is wild for me to say. Okay. Anyway, what are we talking about? This is the radio. Welcome to Drop the Subject. We were going to talk about census the po- stuff. The, poly- the 2020 polling and uh, the census. So- Okay, we're we gonna saw, go back to polls. Now yes. we've talked about lesbians for the past four minutes. <laughs> okay, so uh, over the past couple of days, we've gotten a lot of polling that have come out um, for a uh, post debate, basically, um, trying to see where the candidates all fall after those debates that we had last week on Wednesday and Thursday. And all of the debates, uh, post debate polling is showing that Kamala Harris is surging, and she is basically now, you know, really. Uh, and, and some she's like statistically tied with Joe Biden within the margin of error. There's always like a, a margin of error, which is a couple of percentage points. And one of them, I believe she, he's at 22 percent and she, she's at 20. So that means a lot of things for Kamala Harris. Obviously, it means that she's going to obviously um, be getting a lot more scrutiny. People are going to be like digging into her past. Um, it also dig means, away, dig away. You know, I mean, it's worth it. Like if this person's going to be yeah, president, we should dig look it up. Into the then. Past. Fine. But it also means that like a lot of like the BS comes because like over the weekend, uh, Donald Trump Jr., which, you know, is always like a bastion of good things to come. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. was like tweeting, asking about her, her ethnicity and saying that she wasn't really black because her dad was Jamaican. <laughs> and it's like, do you know how that works, you idiot? Um, and that she's half Indian. Like so father, she's not, like son. Am I right? This I mean, the citizenship BS that absolutely. he pulled with Obama. This is what, well, some people What is your it. background exactly? Right. All right? Let's which we get never down do to, it, to white candidates. Matter, right. We never do that to white candidates. I'm be like, but, you're a little Irish, I think. Well, well, they, exactly, but they they're calling it birtherism 2.0, so they're they're already beginning that with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth Warren did see a bit of a bump. I also thought it was interesting that the favorables for everybody was were either flat or or had gone up a little bit. But as I said on MSNBC, all of the women saw their um, their favorables grow in a way that the men didn't. So that was interesting. Um, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, uh, Donald Trump is putting on a big old party, and uh, some people might be raining on that parade. Uh, what that means, what that's gonna look like happening tomorrow. Uh, coming up next. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill back from New York getting ready for barbecues aplenty tomorrow. Maybe you're already celebrating now. Now I'm thinking about uh, The Little Mermaid. Why? Because you said aplenty, and that always makes me think... (laughs) Got gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Yeah. I've got... Uh, Who's it's and what's it's galore. I've got patties and grill forks aplenty. Or thingamabobs. I've got 20. Yeah. I have 20. I'm probably going to have 30. But who cares? I want more. <laughs> got it. You we, did, I did. we did the whole thing. I, yeah, yeah. I nice. did. <laughs> <laughs> she, she just like, like, I'm on a plate. Subject presents News It or Lose It. <laughs> 
right, news it or lose it. Um, we are going to talk about the Trump rally story that we told you about. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a little bit. But um, in an appropriate first story after what we just did, your first story. Is it about <clears throat> The Little Mermaid? Twitter rallies for Lizzo to play Ursula in live action oh, The Little Mermaid. Yes! <laughs> yes, I'm a fan! You like this idea? Yes! Okay, so that's a news it? Yes! All right. Okay. Second story. Oh, I meant to, t- to tell Justin how many I thought you were going to news. I'll, I'll, can you see my hand here? <laughs> there we go. Okay. <laughs> All right. Second headline Out of is... context line. Exactly. Everyone. Can you see my hand here? <laughs> it's <laughs> under you, a blanket. It's under a blanket, right. Hearst driver tries to use carpool lane with deceased passenger. Oh, I love carpool stories. I'm going to lose this, though, because I think that there's not really much else. It's like, all right, you had a dead body, you got pulled over, and then it was like, don't do that again. I thought, as headlines go, that's pretty golden. All right. Hmm. Marianne Williamson. Is it already? It. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> places hex on White House. Something like that. Marianne Williamson rips Vogue for leaving her out of the 2020 candidate photo shoot. (laughs) Girlfriends, you are not on. Girlfriend, you are off. You are not. You are off. Because I wanted to say I I am very photogenic. You're Marianne Williamson? It's not bad, is it? Not bad. I just talk super weird and say things that are spiritual. (laughs) I went to my goddess moon circle. You can hear yourself of anything, if you think about it. You're just going to take this all the way, aren't you? News it. News it. All right. Next one. Watch Joey Chestnut's chewing workout for Nathan's hot dog eating contest. I know jo- uh, Joey Chestnut. He's a friend. We can absolutely news that story. Okay. And the definition of the dictionary.com word of the day. Uh, I don't, I'm trying to make sure I'm saying this right. Tamesis. Tamesis. Dictionary.com word of the day is Tamesis. Well, you know I gotta know. Okay. All right. So you've got four. Is this something sad like endometriosis? <laughs> is it gonna be sad? Just tell me if it's, it's sad. It's not sad. Okay. It's thank not you. sad. All right. Uh, okay, so we've got four headlines that are gonna make it into the news it segment. That is those are Twitter rallies for Lizzo to play Ursula in live action Little Mermaid. Marianne Williamson rips Vogue for leaving her out of the twenty twenty candidate photo shoot. Watch Joey Chestnut's chewing workout for Nathan's hot dog eating contest. And what does Tamesis mean? All that comes up next. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. What was that? Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Just trying to catch people's ears. Like, are you high? (laughs) No, I wish. (laughs) Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, news it or lose it. Oh, let's hit it. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. All right. So I in, in the last segment, um, we voted on these stories. And the first story that you said yes to was headline, Twitter rallies for Lizzo to play Ursula in live action Little Mermaid. 
Since we've gone to break and come back, there is breaking Little Mermaid stories. Breaking Little Mermaid, Little Mermaid news. news. And I was, I mean, we were singing and quoting the Little Mermaid earlier in the show. And for some reason, it's just been a theme because there, I did not expect there to be Little Mermaid breaking news there later is, in the show. It was completely a coincidence. There is indeed breaking Little Mermaid news. Um, as you may or may not Little know. Little Mermaid is dead. No. The, the Little Mermaid um, is, uh, they're doing a live action version of it. And so um, everyone's kind of like speculating on who would be the person that they'd choose for that role. Um, and the for the role of Ariel. Well, they just announced, like I said, within the commercial break, who that person is going to be. There was a friend of mine was saying that it should be Zendaya, um, who I was I thought was Zendaya's an interesting too choice. Old. Zendaya's well, she's still pretty young, and like I mean, I, I I could see it. It wasn't my first choice, but she just doesn't look sweet and innocent. But maybe that's because I've seen Euphoria. I was gonna say Euphoria. If that's if that's all you know about <laughs> I'm Zendaya, like I don't know. If yeah. I saw a Little Mermaid. Right, with her in it right after watching her in Euphoria I'd be like oh god I'm worried for her watching her Uh, in Euphoria I'm like taken aback by how she looks on this show because she's usually like very glam and like she's just a very different person but the person that they've chosen is Halle Bailey who if you know um, Beyonce's uh, protégés if you will they're they're a a twin sister group um, called Chloe and Halle Um, they performed at the Grammys they performed at the Grammys they They were really good they're good at harmonizing with each other they're amazing singers yeah. Um, if you watch Grownish, um, they played Twin Sisters on there. Um, and it's it's interesting for a lot of reasons. One, because she's black. But two, because like I've never seen them do anything apart. They do everything together. But maybe it's going to be an Olsen situation where they're both doing They can it. slip them both in and we have yeah. no idea. Um, they, yes, Halle Bailey will be playing uh, Ariel. So I'm... I'm super fascinated by this. Like I, I, I'm taken aback by it. Like I, I, I'm here for it. I love the idea. It just it it, it recontextualizes everything for me because this story about Lizzo. Um, it, now I'm more confident that it won't be Lizzo. Um, because like well, they're not going to have two black leads in this. Let's okay, just be real. So they said I'm looking at this too. This breaking Little Mermaid news, and I, I, sure that should be fine. I don't think that they've figured out the live action stuff quite yet um, but maybe maybe the, I mean I don't know I haven't seen Lion King Is that that? but that's not live action they're calling it live action but it's definitely all CGI okay yeah so but Halle Bailey oh I guess she's on Grownish so she's a pretty good actress yeah she acts she sings well because that's the thing is like you need someone who acts and sings yeah um, and I feel like they either go one way or the other they're like we're gonna have an actress who can sing a little bit or we're gonna find a singer who can't really act because when they did Emma Watson for Belle and Beauty and the Beast I you hated shut her shut your mouth you I did shut not it? enjoy it shut your mouth did you love it she's so hot it doesn't matter she's cute but it like doesn't... I just thought she was an awful Belle you are an awful bell. <laughs> I'm sick of you. So this story uh, about Lizzo comes from BT.com. It says Disney's cranking out live action remakes of its classics, fairy tales. Um, and the next one is going to be The Little Mermaid. And the the debate had been um, started with Variety that it might be Melissa McCarthy that would play Ursula. Um, but uh, there's also like this, this hubbub that is on Twitter that Lizzo might be a, a good Ursula. Lizzo actually took to Twitter with a video. And uh, this is what she gave us. Come on, you poor unfortunate soul. Go ahead, make your choice. I'm a very busy woman and I haven't got all day. It won't cost much, just your voice. You poor unfortunate soul. So sad, but true. If you want to cross a bridge, my sweet, you've got to pay the toll. Take a gulp and take a breath and go ahead and sign the scroll. Fly some, jest some, yes, I've got them, boys. The boss is on 
that's <laughs> in classic Lizzo fashion. The, the so, closeout, yeah, really gets me. I think that this is. Uh, I think that Lizzo should join the cast, though. I have. I mean, I'm reading on Deadline that Melissa McCarthy is also in talks to join the cast. Yeah, so, but she's not a singer. She's not a singer. So, and that is that that song requires some pipes. I'm going to go ahead and cast the rest of this right now. Flotsam and Jetsam are played by Jack Black and Kevin Hart. What? Flounder wait, is played wait. by Renee Zellweger. <laughs> what? Are you high? Yes. Twice now I am high. You're, you're no. high. Like, uh, Eric is played by Zac Efron. So I. Sebastian. So actually, we said I, a friend of mine and I. We were talking about it, and I was like, I could totally see Zac Efron in the in the Eric role. Um, I I don't think Lizzo's going to get this role, especially because Hallie uh, because Ariel's black now, and I think Melissa McCarthy is interesting, but she doesn't sing, and like she does have this big song. Mm. Um, I'm I love Lizzo. I'm not convinced that she's Ursula. Uh, I don't know if she acts. I don't know any of that, but it'll be interesting to see. Okay, we've got more stories coming up from News It or Lose It just after this. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right. Back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. We've been casting the Little Mermaid behind the scenes here. We have been feverishly recasting because no one has asked for our opinion. Because everyone needs to know what we think about this. Mm-hmm. Okay, so jumping back into News It or Lose It, we have told you that Lizzo is, you know, a contender, if you will, for Ursula. Um, that Halle Bailey has been cast as Ariel in breaking Little Mermaid news. Mm-hmm. But then also, um, we wanted to talk about this Marianne Williamson story because Marianne Williamson was your favorite part of the entire debate season that we've had so far. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you you sold me on her just from describing who she was. You were like, she's a self-help author. She's the spiritual advisor for Oprah. I was like, got, got it. Yes, I'm, in. Yes, and in. then you saw her performance and you thought, and she's was, got to be the president this, of the United States. It's amazing, yeah. So I think that there, were, there was even some story about how Republicans were donating to her campaign. I mean, well, that's actually Maybe they're hilarious. trying to make the next Sarah Palin. Well, the Democratic version. I, I think she would be better than Sarah Sarah Palin, but that's a different conversation. So Marianne Williamson, as you know, is a presidential candidate for uh, the Democrats. And she was, you know, I wouldn't say she was a star of the 2020, uh, the first debates, but she... She was the most Googled. She she was the most Googled of her night. And she definitely made a splash with some interesting comments and commentary. But Vogue recently did a photo shoot where they included Kirsten Gillibrand, Kamala Harris, Amy Klobuchar, Elizabeth Warren, and Tulsi Gabbard. And it was a great photo of the of those women. Of all the women. But Marianne Williamson was not included in that photo. And she, as you can imagine, was not pleased about that. So she posted the photo and she, um, she, the first line of her caption, and it's a lengthy one, as you can imagine. Okay, can't wait. We won't read the whole thing, but the first thing she says is, you might have noticed who's not in this picture. And let's be clear why it matters. The issue is ethical responsibility on the part of the media. The framers of the Constitution did not make Vogue magazine the gatekeepers of America's political process here to determine who and who is not to be considered a serious political candidate. She goes on to talk about the framers. and so That's true, though. That's BS. She's right. She's right. I'm but not... on the other side, I hate taking pictures. And I'm sure taking pictures <laughs> like that with all those, I mean, doing those photo spreads are probably really time consuming and annoying and so she probably saved herself a lot of inconvenience by not being a part of it but then still it's that thing where you're like I wanted to get invited to that crappy party I didn't want to go to but but if I had gotten invited maybe I wouldn't have gone well I I think the thing that's missing from this conversation is that Vogue decided to photograph all of the elected officials who were running 
They and I mean the the problem is only one woman in the race right now is not an elected official and it's Marion Williamson. All of these other women represent are representatives in Congress. So I mean, oh, I see. It's They're a, already they already yeah, hold office. Exactly. Tulsi Gabbard represents Hawaii. Kristen Gillibrand. Um, what if rep- she was just kind of standing over all of them with a crystal? If she was like peeking in the window or something. With a shroud over her. Yeah, Kristen Gillibrand is from New York. Kamala Harris is obviously our our senator here. In in California, Amy Klobuchar is in Minnesota, and Elizabeth Warren is in Massachusetts. So I, I, I think they can get away with that, but you know, Marion Williamson's not here for it. No, I, I don't think she would. And I, I kind of get it. Yeah, I get it too. I think that's BS, especially to be the one lady that's not included. I mean, I, I get what they, what their defense is, but I don't think that's an excuse. Well, just because she's a spiritual lady doesn't mean that she's not shouldn't be taken seriously. I that she's just a spiritual lady for you. She's a spiritual lady. She's a spiritual lady. I, I, I she think made some good points at the debate, Jarrett. She, you know, I completely agree with that. She I was think like, "We're he- we're the just- one time that she's really spoke about something substantively was when she was talking about healthcare and how we need to look at the ways that." Um, we are not considering all of the factors that that implicate our health. She uh, said we're tra- we're treating sick people. We're not figuring absolutely. out how they're getting sick, which is absolutely right. So there's that. Now, how, uh, Allie, this story I, I picked out for you, and you you took the bait. Um, it says uh, the headline from Huffington Post says, "Watch Joey Chestnut's chewing workout for the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest," which I knew that you know Joey Chestnut. Not only do I know Joey Chestnut. Me and Kevin Klein and our show up in the Bay Area threw a parade for Joey Joss Chestnut after he won the 4th of July Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Championship because he is a Bay Area hero and he held the world record and beat out uh, the competition. Okay. And uh, so he was, again, the, the he gets a, a whole b- belt and everything and we thought it was unfair that he didn't get a, a, a more recognition. So we created a float and we floated it down the Embarcadero. All right. Well, there's that. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for that perspective on Joey Chestnut, um, who, you know, obviously I'm a huge Joey Chestnut fan. You've never heard of him before Never today. before today. Um, but he put out a video with ESPN and apparently some serious training goes into preparing for this. And, and he has this video. Here it is. I'm a ball. It's you. When I'm chewing it, I'm trying to simulate that I'm eating. I'm helping those muscles push the food down a little bit more. It's not something that there's books written about. There's not trainers. Everything's trial and error. He's he's, he's always a bundle of energy, isn't he? What you can't see is like he's got this thing in his mouth and he's like, chin up, chin down. It looks like a giant stress ball and then it has has like a weight attached to it. Yeah. So that he's he's getting his jaws, his literal jaws strengthened. He also been like he eat he eats a bunch to like expand his stomach so that he can fit more hot dogs. Why are you looking at me? Sorry, like this? The, I don't I know said, if you guys can hear the look on my face. Okay, I, I, so that's what I wanted to ask because I'm trying to understand how this is a sport. That video that you just played is on ESPN. That does that's not a address my network. question. That, that is a sports. There are people declaring it a sport. It's competitive eating. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get back to you on that one because uh, I don't get how it's a sport. You get back to me, my friend. Because I, I will. This is this requires training. This and he's doing it without a book. All right. Well, Justin, I know you're playing the music. We're gonna get this last 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 thing in dictionary.com's word of the day is tamesis. It is the interpolation of one or more words between the parts of a compound word, as be thou where 
for beware. You know what that meant. There you go. I'm going to have to get back to you on that. <laughs> Tamesis. We can't take this into another segment, Allison uh, Johnson. All right. All right we're we have take to a, move on to the game A. We have to get to the game A. We'll take that right after this quick break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. <laughs> Drop the subject on the new channel. Q Alley Johnson, Jared Hill. And if you are in the Denver area, boy, do we have a treat for you because you can see a lesbian icon. <laughs> I was like, wait, what's going on? I literally know what's going on. For our listeners in Denver listening on 105.9 HD2, or if you're going to be in the Denver area this holiday weekend, you don't want to miss the legendary Melissa Etheridge this Sunday, July 7th, at the Hudson Gardens. Melissa brings the medicine show, which is an interesting name. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't know. It sounds either like a rave or just like donate blood and also watch a lesbian <laughs> do some music. She's going to bring the medicine show to the 2019 Hudson Gardens concert series presented by Belco Credit Union and none other than Channel Q. Tickets are on sale now at Altitude Tickets. The 2019 Hudson Garden concert series will also feature Chris Isaac, Seal, and more. You can go to the Hudson Gardens website for the full lineup. That's HudsonGardens.org. For more information, HudsonGardens.org. So mm. make sure to check that out. Fulfill all your nostalgic needs I, this weekend. Th- we made a come, in, come to my window joke earlier. Mm-hmm. But I yeah, Liz Etheridge in, in Denver. So yep. And we're going to keep that. the gay train a rolling with the gay MA. <laughs> now, this is the portion of the show. We do this every Wednesday where we break down AMA style, Ask Me Anything style. Uh you know, what being a gay man is like, what being a gay woman is like in this world that we're living in, it's a chance for us to get to know each other a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And Jared, as you know, you speak for all gay men. I speak I, for all gay men. And Correct. I speak for all gay women. So uh, I will go first. When you are around other gay men that you would consider, quote unquote, flamey. Uh-oh. Words like Yas Queen, Henny, Slay, Mm -hmm. do you feel the need to use those words more often around people who are using them in that context every single second? Does it ever bother you? Do you feel like you have to use it as another gay man? Yas Queen. Uh, (laughs) Justin, I hate you. Um, No, I don't. I feel like there's a natural part of it that kind of comes out. Uh, but like I'm not a Yas Queen gay Um, we Justin and I joked uh, a long time ago I was working on something for the station and I came out we finished it up and he was like well, you never said yes, Queen, so it'll definitely be different from mm-hmm. than what we do here. Um, it's it. I I think it really tends to be uh, based upon who you're around and who you're like, what you're comfortable with. Um, kind of in the same way, like within Black culture, like there's there's code switching where we like there's things that we talk about in the way that we talk about them when we're around other Black people, and then when we're in an environment with white folks, like we will adjust those things for understanding. Oh. And I think the same thing kind of happens with with uh with gay folks like when we're around each other when we're in community we talk a certain way and then when we're out in the world we right speak another yeah well because sometimes i find myself doing it like i just went on a, uh went and judged an event that was for drag queens there was a bunch of drag queens performing lip syncing and i was one of the judges and i found myself using some of the because of the environment you right were. Yeah. because i was like oh my god yeah. and i was like what am i what am i doing i, I don't even like know who I, were, I am anymore if i were at a drag queen event i could see myself throwing out a yes yeah but like i mean i'm not doing it at the tv <laughs> right well maybe 
I don't think I've ever used the word slay in regular conversation. But oh, but if you I know had, that's a Ryan Mitchell original, right? Exactly. Oh, you think that's an original? Well, no. Is it something well, like, he needs to trademark? <laughs> he's gonna trademark, yeah. But no, I mean Ryan Mitchell, like that—that's his thing. That's his—that's brand for him. That yeah. Well, he is the slay god. The slay god. J. <laughs> G-A-W-D. Yeah, yeah. So then do you feel, do you use those those phrases more when you're with Ryan? Um, if I'm with Ryan and we're like just kind of chopping it up, maybe. But I mean, not necessarily, no. Slaby? <laughs> Slaby. I, yeah, I, I don't feel like I do it more. But like we've had Travell Anderson here a couple of times uh, to fill in. And I feel like when he and I are hanging out, uh, we'll, like there's language that he and I will use that mm-hmm. we probably wouldn't use on you know, sitting around with maybe a snap. Oh, well, there's definitely, there's like a a snap moment. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like last night I was watching my new favorite game show. Well, not favorite game show, but I'm enjoying press your luck. Um, cause I used to love that show as a kid. And so now I'm watching it again. And like the girl was winning all this money and I was like, yeah, like I was like loving it and you have so. that look on your face where it like kind of hurts where but you're so painful. excited yes. <laughs> so yeah um, yeah All okay right. so what's your question we have, we have one minute I'll give you the question you can answer it on the other side oh because um, we talked about uh, we talked about like parenting and, and wanting to be a parent and all that but one of the things that's interesting to me with women um, is the, the culture of uh, how women push parenthood onto other women but I'm curious how that works in the lesbian community where you know it's a little bit it, it takes more work I always joke like as a gay man we like no one's expecting anyone to just like pop up pregnant and same thing's gonna happen with lesbians so I, I my question is kind of based in like the idea of parenting and being a lesbian mm, so we'll my response is always the same which is we're we're trying <laughs> we're trying we're, we're you're you're doing all the, the <laughs> I'm rehearsal, doing all the stuff yeah all the practice we I'll answer that more in depth okay we'll take a quick break when we come back we'll wrap up gay MA we'll wrap up drop the subject don't go anywhere drop the subject we'll be right back Drop the subject. No, we will not. Don't tell me what to do, lady. This is Drop the Subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, we are talking about the gay MA right now. And Jared asked me the very pertinent question, do women pressure me to have children just as... Yeah. straight women do to usually other straight women well, because that's still existing gay yeah I, I feel like with straight women there's always like this this natural progression that people expect like once you're dating the question is are you going to get married and once you're married then the question is are you going to have kids and once you have kids it's like then what but I feel like with gay relationships <laughs> then your life is over exactly right are you ready to die <laughs> um, but I feel like I love that women are like are you ready to die are you ready is that, to die oh my gosh so exciting it's but, the next step but I feel like with with LGBTQ folks, like getting married is even still a new thing for a lot of folks. And I remember dating a guy, and he was like, uh, I asked him, I was like, oh, is like marriage something that you're interested in? Like, I'm not asking you to marry me. I'm just asking you what you're looking at down the road. And he was he was like, and you were 10, like, I do. Well, no, he was like <laughs> ten years older than me. And he was like, I feel like the younger generation like has expectations about getting married and having kids in a way that my generation doesn't. And I was like, first of all, you're ten years older than me. Calm down. You're not in a different generation. But I I'm curious curious how that progression goes with lesbians like do you feel like lesbian women are are pressuring you guys to have kids mm, i mean i don't 
I'm a bad lesbian. I don't really have a lot of other lesbian friends. Okay. Uh, especially other lesbian friends that Actually, are in relationships. Even more interesting, do straight people put that on you as well? I mean, I do get it from some of our other female friends that are like not even pressuring us, but just being like, are you guys going to have kids? Are you going to have kids? You know, it's exciting. Uh, a lot of my female friends, though, don't have kids. So I think that I've gotten, it's a little bit less so because they are worried that if we have kids, we're going to do that parent thing where we drop off the face of the earth and they won't be friends anymore. Mm. Um, but the thing I do get a lot of pressure with is our is our parents. Our oh, parents okay. are pressuring us because they had to go and be all accepting. And as soon as we got married, they're like, when are you having kids? Where are you having kids? Where are you having kids? And I was like, damn it. I wish I could just like, they were just a little less accepting. Give me a little more time. If to, they could just chill out just a little bit. If they could just chill out just a little bit because they're really, I mean, at, at Mother's Day, it was like, well, on the next one, you're going to be blah, blah, blah. Or like, if you need any help with anything, we are here. Really? We're ready to give you money and help you. Yeah, it was like very, parents, very full on. My parents have never once asked me if I was getting married or having children. Well, you know what's interesting? I wonder if it's different for gay men. Like I don't when know. they get married, are they being pressured to have kids or are we being more pressured because we have wombs? Well, so the getting married part, I had a conversation with my mom, which is a little bit uncomfortable. But like I remember back when Proposition 8 was here in California, whether or not people, gay people should be able to get married. I, uh, I was in college and I called home because I was still a registered voter in California. We went through all the propositions and they said they were voting against gay people being able to get married. And this was in 2008. And so I remember... Um, being you know taken aback by that but then i also remember like after it passed federally um, through the supreme court i remember feeling weird about the idea of getting married and my parents being there because they voted for me to not have the right to do that huh. and i and i yeah. said to my mom I was like if i were to get married like i feel like it'd be a little bit weird and my mom was like well if you got married of course we would be there and da, da, da. and like my parents are much more accepting now but the idea of it was a little bit uncomfortable for me because i was like yeah but when you had the chance to vote like yeah we, well, no. yeah, we kind of dealt with that too at the wedding but it was like you had to we had to make decisions based on who is there supporting us versus who do we feel like we need to invite Mm. You know, it was like, oh, I have to invite my this aunt or this uncle or whoever. Right. But it's also like if they're, you know, very conservative and they don't support this relationship, then why the hell would we want? Like, we want only people there that are going to bless and support this this marriage and this union. Yeah. You know, if you I'm not going to invite you just because you're related to me if you're an a-hole. Yeah. So anyway, interesting stuff. Uh, let's get into the gayest news headline nominees because we have to do that before we get out of here. This is your chance. This is your chance to be heard. This is your chance to vote. Rock the vote, everybody. We're going to put the nominees on our Instagram story, at DTS Show. So if you're not following us yet, please do, at DTS Show on Instagram. I will put them up on Sunday, I believe, Saturday or Sunday. You'll have the chance to vote, and then we will announce the official winner on Monday. Here are the nominees this week for Gayest News Headline. Number one. Bear makes repeated visits to Florida Pool Rec Center. <laughs> Florida Rec Center Pool. Sorry. I wonder if he took a shower before he got in the pool. I doubt it. I bet he didn't. Headline number two. The fascinating history of the mullet of the female mullet, according to Marie Claire. Mm, that sounds pretty lesbian. <laughs> Headline number three. UC Santa Cruz students are eating dangerous amounts of tuna. I, I, maybe borderline. Borderline? I, I mean, this is the gayest one I've ever. That they're eating serious? so much tuna. 
that I, they're actually getting mercury poisoning because they're just, eating so much tuna. If it just said fish, I'd be like, that's pretty... Yeah, okay. Tuna is the fish... Okay, all right. I, can, I can't get into this now. <laughs> I think Allie's the expert. I think that right, I listen, can weigh in, all right? Like a reprise of the GMA. I'm I... the one. Okay. Uh, headline number four. How long can John Bolton take this? Wait, no, I don't like that one. Let's do this other one. Marines are reporting huge, strange-looking snakes at Camp Leune. Oh, you just like that name, don't you? Marines are reporting huge, strange-looking snakes at Camp Leune. And then finally, Gayest News Headline nominee number five is... I'm a ball at you. What is that, Chestnut? I'm trying to simulate that I'm eating. (laughs) This is Joey Chestnut. Um, Oh, I see what you're doing. Well, the headline, I wanted to use this as as an audio aid, but the headline is actually Joey Chestnut ingests 118 poppers in 10 minutes. There you go. I think we've got a winner. <laughs> so that's that a, that's coinciding with vote. him saying that he chews on a ball for long periods of time to stretch out his throat is another one. Anything that we with can poppers that does that is not preceded by jalapeno, <laughs> pretty good. 118 poppers, 10 minutes. Probably really feeling that the next day. <laughs> Yikes! Uh, all right, thank you for hanging out with us. Please have an incredible holiday and be safe and eat a lot of. Whatever it's beef hot dogs, chicken dogs, turkey dogs, vegan dogs. If they're vegan dogs, I feel a little sorry for you, but to each his or her own. Uh, please have fun. We will see you again for another live show on Monday. Yes. If you're in Washington, D.C., as many of our listeners are, um, there's going to be a huge protest demonstration outside um, with uh, the Fourth of July events going on with Donald Trump. And that big blimp baby is going to be out there. That Trump baby blimp has been yes. approved for the the Fourth of July parade. In yes. DC. So send us photos uh, at DTS show on Instagram and Twitter. We look forward to seeing you next week. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Drop the subject. You're enjoying your 4th of July festivities right now, but you know who hates today? That's right, your pets. So since we're inclusive here on Channel Q, we give you the world's first pet-friendly fireworks show. There you go. Now everyone can enjoy. Happy Independence Day from Channel Q, giving everyone a voice. Oh my God. Get that dog out of here. Gross. Whose dog is this? Drop the subject. Weekdays, 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern on the new Channel Q.